0: Welcome back to Gardening Talk back this Monday afternoon. Greg Richard here, joined by Scott Sharp. Scott, great to see you back. Great to be back with you. A nice little break for you while you had exams. So. Yes, yeah, so I was working hard. My, can't you see my brain's all fried? Oh, it looks yeah. all swollen and everything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just happy that the wind stopped. It's quite nice out there now. Yeah, it was well, was it Wednesday? No. Sunday I'm thinking. I'm oh, oh, losing dates already. Yeah, Sunday it was just blowing. I get cranky. I get cranky when the wind's blowing. I don't like the wind either. It's you, it's you, awful. You don't want me be cranky either. No, and but dogs hate it. Oh, they, they can't would. stand it wind. They get scared. Yeah, that's true, yeah. Great guard dogs. Terrible <laughs> guard dogs. <laughs> what do you got planned for us today, Scott Sharp? I thought we'd I'd ask do you like pina coladas? Uh Yep, okay, and we, walks in the rain. Walks in the rain, <laughs> so we'll talk about pineapples today because they're out at the moment, and it's great okay. to grow a pineapple at home. And uh, I'm assuming they're in pina Coladas. They are, I think. Someone can probably uh, set us right about that. Uh, look, in, in memory of the supermoon that's coming up tonight, we've got Petunia Night Sky, a new Petunia, that, Petunia that's out, and leaf gall on camellias. Now, Scott, we were talking jacarandas last week. You were, and the week before, and I was saying how how terrible a plant they are in the urban environment, and I was standing up in New Lambton the other day at yep. a lady's house, and I looked out, and all of a sudden my eyes adjusted, like the filter of my eyes adjusted, and I just saw all these jacarandas out all over through New Lambton, and I've discovered something else, actually, about yep. the jacaranda. That there's actually a Jacaranda capital of the world. Capital of the
1: cap, A Jacaranda capital?
0: Yes, of the world. It's Harare in Zimbabwe. There are oh, so right. many Jacarandas over Formally there. Formerly Autodesia. Yes, it was, yes. And they're going to, oh, they're talking about actually declaring it a weed over there. Oh, really? And I say good on them. Oh, that's right, because you hate Jacarandas, <laughs> I hate <don't> jacarandas, you? <laughs> yeah. Even though flowers quite nicely. Yeah, but not in an urban environment. Okay, fair but enough. They're definitely in an ur- urban environment over there in Harare. Right, but and they want to get rid of them. Yeah. Okay, that yeah. makes a lot of well, sense. Yeah, this talk of it, this talk, okay, chit chat, yeah, chit-chat. yeah chit-chat. council meeting, yes, Right, We've got Brian from Gorick on the line, and he's got questions about dandelions. How can we help you? with
2: Yeah, good I'm sure you've been asked this many times, but um, my daughter's got heaps of them in her yard, and uh, she wants to, she's renting a property, and she wants to try and get rid of them without damaging any uh, lawn that's mm-hmm. there.
0: Yeah, look, you can do that. Uh, you just need to get a selective uh, herbicide. Uh, You can probably use Clean Lawn, which is one that will get rid of broadleaf weeds like dandelions. The main thing with dandelions is, you know, don't pick them and blow them like we used to do as kids and let them spread out, the seeds spread out everywhere, because once that's happened, uh, you know, they are more difficult to get under control. But if you get a product called Clean Lawn, uh, that should work for you. Uh, You just mix
2: it with water or something, Yeah, yeah?
0: you do, mate, and you spray it on the lawn, and it selectively knocks those sort of weeds out. The only thing you have to be careful about, though, Brian, is that uh, uh, if you've got buffalo, sorry, your daughter got buffalo lawn, or
2: uh, no? I think she's got cooch.
0: Yeah, okay. Well, she can safely use that uh, because uh, using clean lawn, there are some restrictions on using that on buffalo lawn. I'm pretty sure you can only use it, you know, once a year or so. But again, just check the instructions when you get it to make sure you can use it properly. And that's called clean lawn.
1: Does it reseed
2: really from the yellow flowers?
0: Uh, you, look, those yellow flowers, you know how they turn to the puffy white thing that you, as a kid, yeah. you pick and blow? That's the seed. So as soon as they come out, uh, don't mow it. Uh, you know That's always a bad thing because you just spread that seed around as well.
2: Yeah. Well, last year and early this year, I, I had a, a few of them come up in my lawn. Mm-hmm. And as soon as the yellow flower came out, I pull the heads off and just uh, threw them in the bin, and I haven't had any more come up. And look, Am I having myself on? Or?
0: No, no, you are, mate, because you, what you've done is you've actually got to it before it's seeded. So, off, you know, the, the flower creates the seed, uh, yeah. so you've actually picked it off before it got to the seed, and you've done the yeah. right thing. Yeah, you've sort of nipped it in the bud.
2: Yeah, so what happens to the big the big base thing? It'll just die
0: off? Uh, look, it can. It can keep on spreading out and getting bigger, um, but you've, you've just got to it early. Uh, look, definitely for your daughter, though, you need to spray. Uh, don't mow as well. Make sure you've got some you know growth there on the lawn so that that chemical can settle on there and be absorbed in. Okay. Good, thank you. Okay, not a problem. Thanks for that, Brian. Bye. Cheers, thanks, Brian. We've got Deb from Charlestown, and she's got a question about mint. How can we help you, Deb?
3: Hello, how are you, Scott? Pretty well. You were talking about pina coladas, and oh. <laughs> it reminded me. On the weekend, I wanted to have a Pimm's, and lemonade. Yes. And I went out to my mint, and it's all eaten oh. by a little green grub. I don't know
0: what I can spray it with. That, or... That's Jude's favourite drink: Pimm's and lemonade. Yes, really? it's yes, lovely, yeah, it's lovely, and
3: you've got to have the mint in it.
0: Okay. <laughs> oh, look, she drinks. Too, she drinks far too much of it. I, I, I she don't. She doesn't worry about
3: the lemonade. No. <laughs> <laughs> I put. I put mint. And cucumber and some strawberries make it a little cocktail.
0: Uh, now, it's an old English drink, isn't it? Yes, yes. Yes, yeah, very nice. Now, you yeah. want some mint and something's been eating it, has it?
3: Yeah, and I have found a little green grub on it.
0: Yes. Now, they, they will do a lot of damage and they camouflage themselves so very, very well. look uh, yes. There are some things you can get uh, to get rid of. Uh, little green uh, caterpillars like that. There's a product called. Do they
3: turn into the white butterflies?
0: Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. that's right. So you might see some of those flying around as well, and you know, then they lay the eggs, and a couple of weeks later, the little green caterpillars, you know, launch out Got and more. off they go again, yeah. and all of a sudden you're in that that spiral. Uh, so you look, you can uh, get rid of those. Uh, you can use a pyrethrum spray if you want to, uh, because you're going to be using it in your pims. Uh, so yeah. you can just <laughs> you can spray that. There is also a product uh, you can get called Dipel, which is a bio which gets rid of caterpillars but i think for you uh, probably using the uh, pyrethrum the naturally based spray is going to be the safest thing for you yeah
3: is that at bunnings or any of the fl- um nurseries or anything pyrethrum? Look, a- yeah, any
0: any good garden center should have it always just go in and yeah. have a talk to the person that's there because they, they know what yeah. they're doing at your uh, at the garden centers so and you're yeah. always qualified so you're going to have a talk to them uh but look hopefully they'll just back up what i've said that's
4: great <laughs> oh
3: thank you i need to get some mint going again before um
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. So, look, do oh, that. Yeah. Uh, and pyrethrum is a good all round uh, safe insecticide to use. Uh, the only thing it won't kill is snails or anything like that. But... So, it
3: could go on all my herbs. Yeah, and... most certainly. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. Oh, that's
3: great. Thank you very much. Excellent. Okay, good luck with Thank the pins, you. Deb. Okay, bye. Cheers,
0: <laughs> bye bye. And we've got Glenn from North of Rothbury, and he's got a question about spraying tomato plants and broccoli. What? Did you say broccoli or broccoli? <laughs>
2: Uh, broccoli, Scott, is it? Yeah, yeah, how you going, mate? Yeah, good, thanks. Thanks for taking the call. What's I'm just a bit in a problem with these tomato plants. We've got uh, tomatoes and broccoli here, and they're just absolutely peppered with these green caterpillars. And um, I read we can use a soap spray. and I just wanted something non-toxic to to put on them. And i uh, thought so they fall off, but it doesn't really do anything to them. They just keep coming back.
0: Yeah, yeah. Look, I, I think... Um,
2: there was an article I just read in an organic gardening book that had a, um, a spray that was a bacterial spray that was specific for caterpillars. Mm-hmm. I'm just – the local nursery doesn't heard of it. I'm just wondering if you knew anything about it.
0: Yeah, look, that, that one's called Dipel. We were just talking to Deb from Charlestown about that. She's got some uh, caterpillars on a mint. Uh, so I, I recommended that she could use Dipel. It's a bioinsecticide. Uh, and it's quite safe to use uh, on uh, edible plants. And the other thing you can use as well is pyrethrum. Uh, it's, it's quite safe to use as well.
2: Oh, okay, then. Yeah. So, look, the manually We manually try to pick them off, and uh, I, that's doing a reasonable job. There's about a dozen plants, but uh, they're just sort of overtaking us with it. And, uh, yeah, so Diapil and the pyrethrum spray, wasn't it?
0: Yes, you can do that. Uh, if you're mixing, mixing up your uh, your soap... Um, a spray. You could also mix up, you know, a garlic and chili spray as well, and oh, add that yeah. in, and just, you know, just okay. use that as a little bit extra in the additive to try and keep the uh, the insects off there. Sure. Yeah. Sounds
2: good. Okay. All right. Good on you. Thanks very okay, much. Thanks, though, Glenn. Okay. Jeez.
0: Bye. Cheers. Thanks, Glenn. That garlic and chili spray sounds all right. Uh, yeah, but it's not to have on on you know like oh, your so you lamb like or anything okay, like that. Okay. So <laughs> spray on your roast potatoes or anything. <laughs> or... It's probably a good idea, isn't it? You just mix up some garlic and chili spray and just go and it's immediate done. Yeah, it's like having whipped cream in a can. <laughs> now, you mentioned something earlier about pina coladas, and it's pineapple season, I believe. It is pineapple season. I don't know. Uh, do pina coladas have pineapple in them? I don't I'd, know. I, just, I probably should have Googled that. But... Yeah, it sounded good, didn't it? Yeah, it is pineapple season. Uh, you can buy them in uh, garden centres at the moment. Uh, pineapples are a form of prim- bromeliad. All right. So they actually have that spiky sort of leaf that uh, bromeliads have. They sort of like the same conditions as well. Yep. Uh, you know, they'll grow out in the Look, probably here in Newcastle in a little bit of shade. Uh, so, you know, they're in the afternoon shade, maybe after uh, two or three o'clock. Uh, they're not an unattractive plant. I remember a place up in, uh, up in uh, uh, Adamstown that actually had them right along the front of their house. And they oh, okay, look quite yep. nice. They've got a very s- silvery grey foliage to them. Yep. So they're quite attractive. And then the funny little pineapple actually comes up yep. on a stalk with the spikes on the top of it. And we were saying the other day that kids now probably don't even know what a pineapple looks like. Because in the shops, they've actually got the top... Yeah, top them. Yeah, for or they're, or they're
1: already cut in half, or
0: yeah, that's true. Or cut into pieces. Yeah, you know, you know, that's how pineapples come. Apparently, Got it easy today. These kids don't, they, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so look yeah pineapples very easy to grow uh, i guess the seasons may be a little bit short here in yep. newcastle but they will go well for you uh you just have to give them a drink about uh, twice a week you know two or three times a week depending on where okay. you've got them water uh,
1: efficient as well that's good
0: they certainly are because they're bromeliads they haven't got a big root system keep them on the patio they should probably even keep them on the windowsill in the kitchen uh, and you know it's just a lot of fun you know the kids love seeing the little pineapples form up and grow so yeah exactly. good. all good right. and Pineapples, they look good, and they taste good. They do taste good, yeah. They're ticking every box. They, they are, and you could make the pina colada if that's what it's actually got in there. If it's, or you could make a pineapple pina colada. You could do that. If, either way. Yeah. Let's, <laughs>
1: we've got Sandra from
0: Thornton on the line, and she's got a question about a fig tree. How can we help you with a fig tree, uh, Sandra?
4: Hi.
3: Um, I'm ready to put it into a bigger pot thing, and I want to know what sauce to put in. So I've what, got to transfer it into like a part of a drum. Yeah. And what do I put in to help it?
0: So what sort of fig tree have you got, Sandra? Have you got an edible fig? Yes. Yeah. So look, they they are a very, very tough plant. They can handle, uh, you know, drying out quite a lot. Uh, now, you said you've got it in a drum. Do you mean like a bang the drum or a, an old forty-four gallon drum? It's like a plastic one. Oh, okay. Look, with any plant, the you know the bigger the pot that you can get it into, it's going to be happier because it's got more feed in there in the potting mix. Uh, you know, it doesn't dry out as quickly if it gets hot. Uh, so, for something uh, you know like a fig tree, uh, you know, you'd want it in something you know maybe about or uh, fifty centimeters across. So, quite a big plastic pot you'd put it into if you want to move it around. It
3: is pretty wide.
0: Yeah, and you've got good potting mix in there.
5: No, well, that's why I'm in you. I don't know what to put in, garden soil or potting no, mix or now,
0: what? No, don't use garden soil because garden soil compacts and it actually starts to clog up the holes in the bottom and then you get a really sick plant. So the main thing is to use a really good potting mix. Uh, you know, Always use a premium potting mix. Don't skimp on that because you've got your fig in there, you want it to grow and you want it to look nice. And make sure that there's holes in the bottom of whatever you know pot you're going to use or an old drum or something like that. Uh, make sure there's holes so that there's plenty of drainage, especially for a fig okay. tree. Yep, they don't necessarily like, uh, you know, having wet feet. So
3: the potty mix, the premium
0: one? Yeah, premium potty mix. That's all it needs? That's all it needs. And then some regular feeding, probably, or, you know, probably with a fig only twice a year. Uh, and you give it bounce back, which is an organic fertilizer.
5: Organic, uh, what was the name of that? It's
0: called bounce back.
5: Bounce back? Yep. I'm just writing this That's down. That's all right, just think
0: of it like the rubber ball. You know, you throw it against the wall and it's going to bounce back to you. Okay, like, then that should help it to feed. Yeah, most definitely. Okay. Okay, well, thank you for the call, Sandra. Okay, thank you. Bye. Okay, have a good afternoon. And we head to Bulla Dealer, and John's got a question about bloodwood trees. How can we help you, John?
4: Hey, day, Scott. Um, bloodwood tree. Now, I've got two in the backyard here at Bullard. Dealer. Yeah. One grows really well. Um, the old fellow who owned the place, it's a 100-year-old house here. And he's obviously pruned the tops out of them, they've grown quite well, but one don't stop bleeding.
0: Oh, okay. So look, uh, just for bloodwood, uh, uh, they're a form of gum tree, a carimbia, yeah. a parker. Yep. yeah? And look, they're famous, I guess, because they've got this really rough bark, but they have this sort yeah. of red uh, you know, sap that just sap. weeps out of them. They get to about 8 to 10 metres tall, I guess they're pretty good in bush tucker. Because um, the little coconuts, the little seeds they get on them, they use that uh, uh, for bush tucker. So yours is just—it's been pruned and it's just bleeding still, is it?
4: Well, yeah, it's, it's had one branch. Wind blew the branch off uh, off one of the limbs there about. Well, three years ago yeah. and it started to ooze out the sap and, and then a few more branches have come down with the wind that we've had and, and it bleeds from the from the sap, from the wood uh, where they've broken away. So I did not yeah, know yeah. whether there was something you painted on them or whether it was, because it doesn't seem to be stopping, you know, like sometimes yeah, you okay. walk up there and it looks like a massive cobweb nest of, of the grubs, you know, but it's just the, the fine threads of the sap when the wind blows and it's... Coming down, it's you know, quite yeah. unusual. So, I mean,
0: is, is uh, those cuts where the uh, where the uh, branches broke off? Is it worth going and trying to clean those up with a chainsaw and you know try and neaten up the cuts a little bit?
4: Yeah, it could do, yeah. um, but I didn't know whether there was some sort
0: of stuff like a tar or something you could paint in there to try and seal it. Well, or... there, there, there is. This is what I'm. I'm going I, There's a product called Steriprune, uh, which mm. you can actually paint on, or you can get it in an aerosol as well and, and spray it on. Uh, yeah. And that is a tar-based paint that actually seals up. So the plant, I guess, it's exuding that sap for a reason. Uh, you know, it's just yeah. trying. It does that to try and keep any insect or any. Uh, uh, you know, uh, disease trying to get in into where that wound is, but you can seal it up with that, that product called Prune. Yeah, right. Because they're quite big
4: trees; they're quite. They're probably about two foot through the trunk.
0: You know. Oh, okay, so they are quite large. The other thing I was thinking about, you know, you could do, you could get some wood putty as well if you wanted to, and yeah. uh, you know, smear that over the branch, over the cut, and try and seal yeah. it up. Because you know, effectively, you're trying to help the plant out as well by by sealing mm. it up, so you can't get yeah. those incursions of of disease and pest in there.
4: I didn't want to put anything in there that might cause the tree uh, you know, a problem, you know, and poison
0: it. Yeah, look, I'm, I'm sure that using either wood putty, but definitely the Steri prune, uh, yeah. that, that's absolutely fine to use.
4: Righto then, so I'll give that a bit of a go and see what happens. Yep, but, okay. Uh, it's just been worrying me for a while now.
0: Well, you don't like to see something bleeding like that, do you? No, yeah,
4: no. if your car's parked too close to it, it gets on the car, you know. Oh,
0: absolutely, yeah. It yeah.
4: <laughs> doesn't do it any good. Yep. All right, thanks, okay. Scott. Thanks right. very much for your help.
0: Thanks for that, John. Okay. Cheers. Hey, Cheers, thanks, John. We've got Phil from Dudley, and he's got a question about tomatoes. How are you going with your tomatoes, Phil?
1: Well, Scott, that's the problem. I don't seem to have any bees around. Like, normally the garden's buzzing with bees, but... (laughs) I can't
0: spot one. Gee, that's, that's no good. Um, I've got plenty of my hedge at home at the moment. All the little native bees are buzzing around with the Chinese star jasmine. Uh, you can and go and self-pollinate if you want to. Uh, the tomatoes. Yeah, you can. Just get a little paintbrush, fill and yeah. you, you just go and, and sort of just smear it and, uh, you know, around the different flowers and knock that pollen around, and you will actually self-pollinate doing that.
1: And, and, and see, I think the, the tomatoes this year, the ones that I've got on, it doesn't seem many flowers, like, uh, I don't know, because uh, I grow a fair few tomatoes.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm just wondering, you know, we've had some sort of weird and wonderful conditions, you know, we sort of, you know, got hot and then all of a sudden went cold yeah. again and we had a lot, you know, a bit of rain and, you know, that, that can be quite upsetting to the plants. They just don't know what to do with themselves. Uh, look, I've got a tomato at home, the famous one that the dog uh, planted for me, and it's looking absolutely terrible at the moment. It's got some tomatoes on there, but uh, as far as the plant goes, you know, it's, it's looking useless. So, so, look, if you want to, I'd go and, uh, you know, get your paintbrush. I can do that. I yeah. mean, it just sounds
1: a bit strange, like even the bushes don't look that good, you know. Yeah, okay. But as you said, it's probably the weather, the hot, and then cold, and hot and cold. It
0: is, and if you want to, you can use... Uh, often, I think, you know, tomatoes are more susceptible to fungal diseases. Yep. Uh, so, you know, you can use a, a fungicide like MancoZ plus just as a, you know, it's a bit of a preventative on your tomatoes to try and keep some of those issues away. Yeah,
1: all right. Okay, that sounds fine, Scott. Thanks okay. for that. Well, thank you for that, Phil. Okay. Cheers, bye-bye. bye-bye.
0: Cheers, Phil. It is gardening talk back on 2 Ireland FM. Any questions for Scott Sharp? Four nine two one six two one six is the number to call. And we've got Paul from Birmingham Gardens, and he's got a question about Bismarck Palm. Bismarck Palms. I know they were a, a they're a place. It's Bismarck's. A, is it a city? I don't know. Okay, uh, I think it might have been a ship yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. How can we help you with your palm, though, Paul?
1: Oh, Good day, Scott. Um, I've had this Bismarck Palm in probably for about eight years, I suppose, yep. and it's probably. The fronds are fantastic and bluey sort of silver, And they're about, uh, I suppose it's about six metres tall, top of the fronds. The trunk itself is probably only about uh, up to about my belly button. Um, But what I've found is over time it's got a bit of a lean to it. And it was growing straight up (laughs) when I first planted it. Um, got all bromeliads around the base of it, yep. um, so it looks fantastic. But as it's got a bit older, it's got a bit more of a lean, and I'm thinking: if that gets much taller, it's going to be sort of leaning towards the power lines that are going across my property to my neighbour. Right. Okay. Um, I'm just wondering: do I? How do I straighten it up? Do I get a um, a backhoe or something? Because it's <laughs> got the the trunks about as round as me. Yeah. Um, that, that,
0: They might be a little bit radical. So Bismarck Palms are a a, a palm. They are, like you said, they've got a really big, beautiful grey, silvery fan on them. Uh, they're, They're sort of spiky, I guess, in a way, but they don't get too big. So... Uh, You know, they're not like a a Cocos or, you know, a Bangalow palm where they're going to reach up to the sky. They're sort of a bit more broad than anything. Uh, As far as getting a backhoe in, most palms have got a big, fibrous root system. And they tend to, uh, you know, do a pretty good job of, you know, anchoring themselves in the ground. Uh, For yours, I'd probably get some stakes, you know, some star posts. And, you know, one of those sort of ratchet strap things that's a little bit thicker. And just try and put it around there. And just over six months or so, just try and guide the palm back up by exerting some pressure to it. And at least even telling it, you know, I want you to grow in this direction. Uh, is it uh, out in the full sun? Because, you know, plants... Yeah. Yeah, cause plants will grow towards the light. So if, you know, you've got it in a spot where it's, you know, it sees the light out there and it goes, oh, fantastic, I'm off over that way. Uh, mm. But if yours is out in the full sun, that's not a problem. Yeah, I'd, I'd try and just give it a stake up and, uh, you know, with one of those ratchet straps and just try and pull it back slowly.
1: Okay, so I put the star pickets in on a bit of an angle. Yeah, a bit of an angle. Yeah, uh, and, yeah. and uh, okay.
0: obviously, you know, they're going to make a little bit of a problem for mowing the lawn or something like that. But uh, just see oh, if it's you can in e- the garden. Okay, it's in the see, garden. just yeah. see if you can exert some pressure and and get the palm to slowly move back over that way. It's a okay. bit like the leaning tower of Pisa, I think.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, not that bad, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Look, okay. I think
0: they fixed that up, so we, we might be able All to right. fix up your Bismarck palm.
1: <laughs> Thanks very
0: much. Okay. Thanks for Bye. that, Paul. Cheers. I don't,
1: they did fix up the Leaning Tower of Pisa. That's why it's called
0: Leaning Tower of Pisa. Oh, I think they've stopped it from so, leaning. Yeah, it's okay. not going to go any further. So oh. bit, the tourist attraction's still there. You can still line up and have your photo taken. I know. Stan corrected. Okay. <laughs> We've got Ron from Highfields, and he's got a question about his passion fruit vine. Uh, how can we help you with your passion fruit, Ron?
4: You know, mate, uh, we, we bought this passion fruit about seven, eight months ago and planted it. It's gone crazy. It's about two metres high, two metres wide, heaps of leaves on it. But no flowers and no fruit. Is it too early, or what should I do to promote a flower growth or? Yes, you know?
0: it is a, a little bit uh, early for the flowers at the moment, but thank you for asking. Of course, now I get to mention sulfate of potash, which is a fantastic product to get uh, plants flowering. And passion fruits love that. Uh, So if you start using potash in the soil, use it every couple of weeks uh, to start building that up. It's not just a one-off. Start using it every couple of weeks to build that up in the soil and you'll get uh, more flowers and stronger flowers and thus more passion fruits.
4: Awesome. I
0: yeah. can't wait for it to happen. Okay, uh, look, uh, and just make sure, you know, often if something's green and leafy like that, it might be that there's a lot of nitrogen in the soil, so don't be using uh, foul manure and don't put your uh, green lawn clippings
4: around it. Right, okay. I've, uh, I did use some, I think, a special one for passion fruit, some. some um, well, I think it was chicken manure, maybe,
2: or something like that. Yeah, so, that. yeah now, it's, chicken,
0: it's, chicken manure is high in nitrogen, so it will actually create that green leafy growth that you've got on your plant. It's been fantastic. It's got it up and running for you, but now you right. have to you know, take a step back yeah. from that and start and getting some potash. Yeah, some potash into the soil. Awesome.
1: I'll do that. That sounds good. Okay, thanks, thanks for right. that, Ron. Cheers. Bye. No, Ron. We've got Barry from McKay's Beach, and he'd like to tell us about his healthy tomato plants. Uh,
0: it must be the suburb, Barry.
6: That's the suburb... Uh, the tomatoes at the moment are a sweet, uh, small tomato. Mm-hmm. They're eight foot tall on stakes.
0: Oh, that's fantastic.
6: And I have uh, gross lissy up to seven foot.
0: Oh, that's that's really good. to
6: And they are growing like billio. Um, <laughs> the fruit that's on them, and what I rang in is the chaps only didn't have uh, bees. Yeah. Well, he might have a look around of at night time and he might find that they're getting bees.
0: Okay, so you find bees coming out at night, do you?
6: Yes. Ah, okay. And that's what I find with them. That, uh, yesterday, with all the strong wind, I ended up in a conundrum with trying to save the tomato trees to pull them up. Right. But no, they're, they're beautiful tomatoes. and I don't worry about... I've been. I come off the land, and I don't worry about the bees because they all get cross-pollinated, even with the birds. Yeah, 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 that's
0: true. So, uh, do you have? uh, You've got your stakes, so you've got a lot of airflow around your tomatoes.
6: No, I have from the back of my house to uh, have three meters, and then from there a meter and a half is my garden. Okay, and the full width of the property, Uh, but. No, the airspace is not
0: there. Okay. Well, look, that's, that's great to hear that you've got uh, your tomatoes growing and that you're up so tall as well.
6: I'll tell you what, I just had some for lunch on toasted sandwich and they're beautiful.
0: Very, very nice. We're looking a bit jealous and our stomachs are rumbling <laughs> here, mate. <laughs>
6: yeah. All right. Thanks very much. Okay.
0: You have a good day, Barry.
6: Bye. And we've got Jamie from
0: Blacksmiths. And they've got a question about onion weed. The yes. The c- cursed onion weed. What's happened, Jamie?
1: Oh, uh, look, mate, I've just had um, a, a few sprouting up here and there and uh, I've been sort of fighting it off with um,
5: bindi in certain areas, but I'm just wondering, am I fighting a losing battle? Should I be
1: using something else? Yeah,
0: or? look, mate, where, where is it? Is it in your lawn or is it in the garden? It's in the lawn. Yeah, okay. So, look, that's really, really difficult. Bindi is not going to kill it. And yep. uh, the worst thing you can do is try and dig it out. Uh, yep. You know, I've tried to do that. And when you get it, if you do get... A, a, an onion weed out in you know, a hole and you'll find it's got the main bulb that all these little bulblets on it so if, okay. if you start digging them out all of a sudden they just sort of slough away and they're into the into the dirt so it's very difficult to dig them out. Uh, yep. Mate, the, the thing to do is get uh, some Zero or some Roundup it's all exactly okay. the same and what do yep. I this, this is what I do uh, I get a rubber glove and stick it on my hand and yep. then you get a cotton glove and put that over the top of the rubber glove and then you dip your fingers in the poison and just yeah. rub it up over the uh, onion weed, and that absorbs in and gets rid of it. And you're not killing the grass around it when you're doing that.
3: Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All
0: right. Yeah, so it's the...
5: only in a yeah, it's only in a couple of small spots, and um, they've sort of died off a little bit with the bin dye, but then mm. they just sort of redevelop again. And yeah. and I'm I'm just worried. I'm spreading it around the lawn with um, uh, the mower as well. So I've been hosing out the mower each time I'm, I've been. Uh, using it, so I'm not push, putting it all over in the backyard and so on.
0: Yeah, look, that that's a good idea to do that anyway to spread, you know, stop spreading any <clears> weeds around. But with onion weed, you'll see the white flower on the top, and then it gets the seed from that. So as long as you haven't seed the white flower, you're pretty safe. Oh, perfect.
5: Well, I'll um, I'll give that a
0: try. Yeah, okay, mate. And the, the other thing to do is uh, I always say to people, put some sunglasses on when you're doing it as well, um, because you know, so you don't accidentally scratch your eye. or put your finger in your eye; it just protects you. Oh, very good! Yeah I'll, yeah, I'll do that, mate. Okay, we all do strange help. involuntary things like that. I just yeah. did it. <laughs> Too easy. Bye. Okay, thanks, there, Jamie. Cheers, Jamie. Yeah. We've got Anne now, and she's got a question about lemon trees.
2: Yes.
5: Hello.
0: How can we help you, Anne?
5: Oh well, I've got a couple of problems, and I was just listening to you about the onion weed, um, and I've I've got it um, around uh, my French a penny, and it, it's quite uh it's quite um, developed you know it's really thick and it's shooting up beautifully with flowers on it, and I'm scared to to dig it out because I might upset the the frangipani.
0: Yeah, I so definitely don't dig it out. Like I was just saying no. to Jamie, you're going to spread that around everywhere. Yeah. Now, yes. as long as there's nothing else there on the ground, no other plants,
5: no.
0: you can actually spray that. It's,
5: just, it's in a pot.
0: Okay, that's all right. You can actually yeah. you can give it a quick spray if you want to, just a gentle mist. I thought it might. Hurt the French apparently. No, no. Now with the Roundup, it actually neutralizes, neutralizes once it touches the soil. It's only absorbed yeah. in through the leaf structure of the plant. Oh,
5: okay. So look, so, you wouldn't
0: you wouldn't go crazy. No,
5: just gently put yeah, some. Yeah, just on.
0: just have a bit of a, a light yeah. spray around there, just so it sort of settles on the leaves of the onion weed yeah. and let that yeah. absorb in, and you'll find it start to die off. Yeah. But uh, I, as I, I say to Jamie, you have to be persistent with onion yeah, weed because those yeah. little bulblets are in the ground. They've got. I that, know,
5: it's a terrible thing. I mean we've moved and we've brought the onion weed with us.
0: Oh really? <laughs>
5: yeah. But anyway, well thank you for that. Now I want to ask you mostly about my lemon tree. Yes. Um it's in a pot mm-hmm. and um I forget what sort it is, but it's not terribly old. In the first year it got one lemon on it, <laughs> and then the next year it got about three, I think. Yeah. And then this this last year we got quite a good crop, about six or eight. And this year it's absolutely loaded so far. Whether the little lemons are going to fall off, I don't know. But what's worrying me is the leaves of the lemon tree of sort of going yellow.
0: Okay, so now that's quite that's quite normal. What but it's not fantastic, but it is normal. What's happening is the plant is putting all of its energy into Into the into forming up the fruit for you.
4: Yeah. yeah so now yeah.
0: I always say with citrus they're very very heavy feeders so you have to make yep. sure that you're feeding them you know three or four times a year now well, with you
4: it for
1: a
0: while okay so with yeah. yours what I'd be doing at this point in time at this juncture I would be getting yeah. some liquid fertilizer like right. flourish and mixing yeah. that up and start using that uh, yeah. you know probably once a week at the moment and also make yeah. sure that the plants being really really well watered uh, yeah. because otherwise it's going to drop its uh, you know drop its little, little baby yeah. lemons off and you don't want yeah. to to do that.
5: No, because this year it looks like we might get quite a lot.
0: Oh, that's fantastic.
5: And they're beautiful lemons. They've only got like a very thin skin. Yeah. So they're not that thick rubbery skin. Yeah, so, so make,
0: make sure it's been really well watered so you get lots of yeah, nice juice in there. I think
5: that might be a bit of the problem. I don't water it all that much and I think all, all quick got to water that. <laughs> well, look, so, just think,
0: think of you. If you get thirsty, you know, chances are the plant's going to be thirsty yeah. as well.
5: Well, could I use, I've got um, uh, what's that, um, stuff you mix up and pour on them. You put, what's that stuff in the packet we use, Phil?
0: Oh, oh. yeah, yeah. so look, there's products like Flourish and it's, it's a little yeah. bit like Thrive. You can use, use one of those. I think it's called Thrive okay. or something. If you've got that, then you keep on using that yeah. and use that every week just to try and give an instant right. feed to the plant.
5: And before we moved here, I used to put banana leaves
0: around it. That's not going to hurt. That's a pretty safe way of feeding the plant, but it's a very gentle way. And and citrus are such heavy feeders. They need more than just a couple of banana leaves. Yeah, Yeah.
5: well, I haven't done anything with it. I haven't fertilized it for 12 months. That
0: would be a a very hungry monkey if you'd only (laughs) fertilized it with banana leaves.
5: All right. Well, (laughs) okay. Well, so I'll give it a good feed and a good water.
0: Yeah, and you keep on watering it.
5: Uh, I will, okay. and thank you very much.
0: Not a problem, then. Thank I, you. I
5: just could tell you quickly that I did. An old lady once told me that to get rid of onion weed, you put, um, you lay down newspaper on top of it. Yeah.
0: Look, you certainly could do that, but a couple of the calls had it in the lawn as well, so you're going to kill your yeah. lawn doing. Yeah. 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 If, yeah, if yeah. it's in uh, the garden bed, you could certainly do it that way.
5: Yeah. All right. Well, thank you
0: for that. Not a problem. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.
1: Cheers, thanks, Dan. Scott Sharp, we are nearly out of time for a Monday afternoon regarding talkback, but before we do go, is there anything else
0: you'd like to throw out before you leave today? Yes, a lot of customers are coming in with camellia leaf gall at the moment. That's very prevalent on Sasanqua camellias, and it looks quite strange. It's like the leaf has gone all thick, And sort of gnarly It has a pinkish green colour to it Uh, it It's actually caused by a fungus Uh, Now that fungus, it goes dormant in the winter Then when we get to spring uh, And it gets a bit more windy It gets splashed up from the ground Or blown around by the wind Uh, Now, there's not really much you can do about it Even though it is a fungus It doesn't, uh, you know, uh, respond to being sprayed with a fungicide Uh, You just need to prune that off uh, Those sort of gnarly, big thickened leaves Put them in the garbage in a plastic bag And make sure you get rid of it Don't put it in your compost bin Uh, If you did have some dry Bordeaux around If you're an old gardener And you've still got some in your back shed uh, Dry Bordeaux (laughs) will work as a preventative But it's not available readily anymore
1: Oh, okay then
0: Yeah, very good well, Scott Sharp, that's all for us this Monday afternoon. Excellent, thank you. I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. I will. I try to. Are you going to go and watch the supermoon tonight? I will be going out and watching that. Yeah, hopefully, well, hopefully it clears up. I'm sure there'll be a crack. Cloud in, cloud. There'll be a crack in the clouds where we can see it shining through. Yeah, we would hope so. Just one part of the cloud just opened
1: up. Yes, and we can all see the supermoon. moon.
0: Thanks for listening to this podcast from Two NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health